the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to SoCal Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host and former pitch counter for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The world champion Los Angeles Dodgers. I guess we have to call them all year since that's predicted, but uh, I don't really want to talk about it. But seven perfect innings today for Clayton Kershaw. Seven perfect innings, 14 strikeouts, and they took him out after 80 pitches. I don't get it. I know that there. I know it's. He's been injured and everything. Do you think he could throw two more innings, possibly, or take him out as soon as he walks somebody or gives up a hit? I don't know. I, I miss. I miss the old days. Fernando Valenzuela, two hundred and forty pitches, no problem, complete game every time. They throw that out there, and I was rooting for Kershaw today. You know, he's had a rough couple of years. He loves Jesus too. I'm on that page with him. And uh, anyway, that's how it goes. Fernando, remember when he got his no-hitters at the end of his career, if you're a Dodger fan? I cried. You know, Vince Scully said, if you have a sombrero, throw it to the sky. And uh, I was balling. It was awesome. All right, anyway, good moment, good moment. We're not going to talk about baseball today. We will get to the news of the day here in just a moment. You can join our conversation here on Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Triple eight. That's triple eight five two eight two five five seven. You can also send an email to SoCal Live if you can't get your phone right now. SoCal Live at kkla dot com. SoCal Live at kkla dot com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. What we're going to talk about this hour as I am here with my coffee, and maybe you've grabbed yours if you had a break from work and you're ready to go for the last couple of hours, or maybe your drive home. In New York, they captured the New York subway shooter. Let's go to clip number one. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York. My fellow New Yorkers, we got him. We got him. I cannot thank the men and women of the New York City Police Department enough, as well as our federal agents, our state police, our first responders, from the 9-11 operators to the various men and women from our medical professions. We got him. It said to New Yorkers. You know, that's a great announcement. They got him. You have to imagine, you know, out here in the West Coast, we probably weren't too worried about him coming out here. But if that were to happen here, we'd have a lot of, uh, we'd have a lot of anxiety waiting for that person to get caught. They put out a $50,000 reward and got a tip. And they caught him. And I'm grateful to the mayor for thanking the police officers and the first responders. And I thought something we might do today on our show is take a minute to realize, you know, it's a tough time to be a cop for a lot of reasons. And it isn't that there's not some reason for reform and things like that. But how often do we really praise our police officers and first responders? How often do we take time to say thank you for risking their lives every day? You ever talk with a police officer? Do you know somebody who's a police officer? I'm good friends with a police chaplain here in San Diego, and uh, he used to invite me to their Bible studies sometimes that they do. So me and cop Bible study, it's a a different but great experience, and uh, but just different conversation. 
And you talk to them about the things that they're dealing with, right? And you chase somebody today. Yeah, I do that every day. Every day I'm chasing somebody down for something. It is an incredible, incredible thing. I have a nephew who is a police officer who is going through a rough time because a close friend uh, was murdered, a close friend on the force. It was his roommate at the academy, I think. And uh, they're friends and family, and they go through this, and then they have to deal with a lot of just the nasty stuff that happens in the media because it sells. I thought we would do this. Let's praise a first responder, police officer, firefighter, ambulance driver, paramedic, somebody who works at a hospital, 888-528-2557. Would you like to encourage, build up somebody who is on the police force today, thank them for doing what they do? I mean, imagine if we just didn't have a police force. Imagine if in New York City, it was just up to regular people to go out with the pitchforks and the clubs and find this person. Would we even do that or would we just cower in our home? Sometimes, you know, we're seeing it. We're seeing it in our cities that have been tearing cops down without a lot of building up. And we're wondering why there is so much theft. We're wondering why the LAPD is telling you not to go outside with your uh, jewelry on. And uh, telling us about organized crime that's happening here in our city. We're seeing it in San Francisco where you can just go in and knock off a uh, CVS and just take whatever you want in there. There's a video I watched of a guy who goes in four times a day and robs from the CVS. And there's a security guard who works there, but he can't really do anything except just chase him out of the store. And the guy comes back four times a day in the same store. That has to be pretty discouraging if you are a a, uh, law enforcement officer. So let's let's thank and tell maybe some stories about how you've been helped by first responders. Maybe it was a firefighter. Maybe it was a paramedic. There are lots of people who work together, people in law enforcement. The number is 888-528-2557. That's the number, 888-528-2557. Call us and uh, let's build up our, our police force and the men and women who are part of our fire department, part of uh, the hospitals where we work, you know, there are multiple law enforcement agencies. And, you know, the, the mistakes that get made or the problems that happen, those get all the attention. And yet all day long, all day long, we are being protected from things that, that we don't even know about. A lot of the stuff that we're protected from, it's because it didn't even happen because there are detectives and officers who put a stop to it. I mean, imagine how violent things would be if we didn't have them. And we're seeing you know, violence increased. The murder rate in most major cities, including ours, is skyrocketing. There's a lot of problems, and we need to address it. And I think some of it is we need to be grateful to the people who are risking their lives for each one of us. And uh, I think that's an important thing to do. 888-528-2557. 888-LA-TALKS is the number. 888-528-2557. What happened in New York is they they caught this man who did the shooting, and uh, still I think nobody's died. So 10 or 11 people got shot, 30 people I think maybe uh, injured in that event on the subway. And uh, they caught this guy. They put out a a reward, $50,000, and got a tip. And here is a uh, New York Police Department officer explaining uh, what happened when they picked him up. Go to clip number two. Hey, Juliet. Good afternoon. Crime Stopper tip comes in. Reports that the male is in the McDonald's on 6th Street and and 1st Avenue in the 9th Precinct down on the Lower East Side in the East Village. Officers respond to the McDonald's. He's not in the McDonald's. They start driving around the neighborhood looking for him. They see him on the corner of St. Mark's and 1st, and they take him into custody. He No incident in taking him into custody. 
You know, it sounds so simple, but uh, there is a lot of coordination, a whole lot that goes in to capturing this guy and other people um, who have done some terrible things. So um, thank you. Thank you, NYPD, for doing what you're doing. And we'd like to ask you to uh, thank law enforcement officers today, build them up, or even fire department workers, people who are first responders. Imagine all those paramedics and other people who had to go down to that subway and not knowing what they're going to see and treat people. And with the shooter still out there, shooter could have still been in the subway and yet people charged in there to help people. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Warren in Chino Hills. Warren, welcome to Southern California Live. Well, thank you very How much you doing, for Warren? having me. Uh, I would just like to lift up uh, this afternoon my nephew, Mark Bonoso, who's a San Bernardino County Sheriff um, and also a believer in our Lord Jesus Christ. And I would just uh, like lift him up in prayer that uh, our Lord may just put his shield of protection around him while he's doing his job. Yeah. What was his name again? Mark Renoso. Mark. Hey, uh, he, so he's a, a sheriff out in San Bernardino. Is uh, how's he doing? Yes. Yeah. You know, can we uh, just pray to build uh, him up? It's a hard. It's a hard time, isn't it? It's a hard time. He's doing well. They've got a new baby uh, in the family, um, and so you know, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of pressure regarding you know being away uh, and then the risk that he has to take within his job. So, um, but. Yeah, you know, we, we we lift them up in prayer all the time. So we're just hoping the Lord will put a shield of protection around them as He does to serve us. As yeah. Hey, Warren, let's pray for him right now. Can I do that? Yes, you can. Uh, thank you. God, we lift up Mark right now. We thank you, Lord, for his service. We thank you that he's called into what is a a ministry. You designed and called people into government, and that's what he's doing. We pray for him and his family. We pray that he would be protected from the the threats that he deals with every single day. We pray that you would also protect his mind from discouragement and from the stresses that come about in this job. And uh, God, I pray for his family, his little baby. I pray that they'd all be protected. I pray for his testimony, that his testimony to other police officers, the people that maybe he, even he arrests, the people who he interacts with on every level, we pray, Lord, that he would be used by you and realize that uh, he is a minister in that way. We thank you for this call. In Jesus' name, amen. 888-528-2557. In response to the uh, police catching the criminal from New York who shot up the uh, subway, hey, we just thought, you know what, let's just take a minute and up and lift up our first responders, they're getting beat up out there. And you could tell, you know, from Warren's voice that there's just a lot. There's a lot. And, you know, I'll tell you what, I work, I've worked with a lot of police officers and this last five or six years, especially super hard. Um, just a lot of things going on and they serve diligently. Uh, they serve diligently. And I like to say, you know, I don't know that you realize it. Probably we don't, but people who are, you know, government, God has established order in three different ways. There's family order, mother and father run the family. And there's church order. There's there's a church and there's church discipline. And, and the church is supposed to create a lot of order in the society and with believers. But there's also the order of government that God has established. 
And maybe you don't see it that way, but police officers are supposed to be pastors. They probably would never say that. But in a way, they're called a ministry that way. And they're accountable. They have to be accountable for what they do, and there's great tension and stress on there. It's a, it's a rough place to be. Would you like to lift up a, uh, a police officer today, lift up somebody in the fire department, first responders? Let's thank them for what they do for us all around the Southland. 888-528-2557 is the number. Jennifer in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. I wanted to come from a perspective as a woman who has actually been very disrespectful to police officers. And many times, um, you know, when you're younger, you don't realize the things that you say. And I will tell you, um, I won't tell you all three instances, obviously, for the the sake of time, but there was one police officer that I called every single name in the book when he pulled mm-hmm. me over, and he was so calm. I mean, he could have arrested me. He was calm. He just sat there and he said, are you finished? He said, because you're still going to get the ticket. He said, but if I were you, just go to court. And he never even showed up. But the fact that he sits there listening to my big mouth, yelling all kinds of profanities, he didn't do anything. And it was at that moment when I realized how hard that the job that they have, here I was, an angry person on the road, and giving them a hard time. And it was that moment, and this was several years ago, where I decided that I got to stop being angry and stop hating police, because I think that was ingrained in me through my friends. Oh, you know, you're, you're a black woman. They don't like you. They don't respect you. And I don't have any instance, personally, where they tried to specifically do me any harm. It's just stuff I had in my head from listening to a group of my friends when I was younger, if, mm. if that makes sense to you. It does make sense. Thank you for that call there. I think that's meaningful to a lot of people. I think, you know, we, we hear about, mis- you know, the, the problems that happen. Sometimes mistakes are made. Sometimes it's even criminal things that are done and they're horrible. But there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of interactions with people all over our city every single day without incident and where there could have been. Where you're right, people, cops have to deal with so much abuse from people. I mean, I, I haven't had the, the situation maybe that you had, but I've been kind of upset a couple of times when I got pulled over. One time I got pulled over and I could swear that I did nothing wrong. He said, you turned right on red and I didn't. And I was broke and, you know, it's a three or $400 ticket and I was so mad. And I said, there is no sign there. I, I turned there. I was certain I was right. The funny thing is, is he had, I'll never forget this guy because he got this crooked grin on his face. And I, when I said, there's no sign and he goes, yeah, there's a sign there, writes me the ticket. And then I drive over there. Cause I'm like, well, I'm taking this to court. There's no sign there. I drive over there. You know what? There were three signs there. <laughs> I just didn't see him. And I, I make a right on a red all the time right there. And uh, it's the look on his face when I said there's no sign there where he just knows I'm an idiot, you know, that uh, he's pulled over the right guy. Um, I think it's really important that we recognize that there's a lot more going on. I think that happens when we get older. We start to know people. We have people in our family who are in law enforcement uh, or working in different areas, uh, and they put up with a whole lot. They put up with a whole lot every single day. 888-528-2557. We want to build up and edify and encourage our law enforcement officers today, our first responders of any kind, fire department, paramedics. You know, how much praise do they get? We hear about it when there's a problem, but thousands and thousands of thousands and thousands of events and interactions with people every single day.
that go unreported because they work out. They're fine. And they have to deal with a lot of people who think they didn't do it. And occasionally they're right. Occasionally, you know, that happens. But uh, let's lift them up today. Sunshine from Torrance. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Hi, Sunshine. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Good. I wanted to um, lift up the Redonda Beach Police Department. Mm. And all the first responders in Redondo Beach. Yeah. And let's say yeah. thank you to them. Have you had uh, interaction recently with the police department? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I see them and say yeah. hi to them and stuff. Not that I'm... Oh, not that know, kind of interaction. Right. No, not that kind of interaction. All right. Well, you got to drive interaction in um, helping them, just lifting them up and telling them how, what a good job they're doing and stuff because... You know, they, they're always there, and I can't say that much for Torrance um, Police Department because they're, they, well, 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 we want to build them up too, but they have it, you know, there's a yeah. lot of, there's probably reasons, right? There are, there are problems that are yeah, organizational. Good. There are, and one of the issues, thank you for your call, Sunshine. Appreciate that very okay. much. You know, okay, it's, thank um, you. yeah, thank you, Sunshine. You know, uh, eight 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 five two eight two five five seven eight 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 LA talks eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. If you want to join the conversation, we're thanking police officers for what they do in response to uh, the apprehension of the suspect in the New York subway attack. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are really hard with with budgets and politics and workplace stuff. That's like other workplaces. It's just that you have to go. Uh, out into the public and deal with people who are often going to be hostile, and you just you just never know. And our police forces around the country, especially in cities, um, are are hurting a lot. Not just for budgetary reasons, but they are hurting from officers who are leaving to go to other police forces or even other careers. It's a huge deal. In San Diego, the Police Officers Association they post on their Facebook how many people are retiring and they tell the story of the police officers and they say it tra- it costs us it costs the taxpayers $200,000 to train a police department uh police officer and uh they're posting people who have only been on the job for 4 or 5 years but are going to other cities, smaller towns, other parts of the country where police officers are more built up, paid better, have a uh, better organization and those are some things we got to deal with. You know, it's it's not something that uh, makes police lazy when we're not prosecuting people that happens politically in our town. It's something that is infuriating to police officers that they would arrest somebody or that they would know that there is a crime being committed and they can't do anything about it. Uh, or that they know that they've arrested somebody who's just going to be let out, not charged, especially if it's a violent crime, especially if it's somebody who they pick up every day. A lot of police officers, you know, they, they see the same people all the time. And they see him on the street, and they'll they'll question him. How you doing? They know the names. Uh, lots of repeat people. The guy who uh, was arrested in New York, he didn't have any felonies. So there's a lot of discussion about whether or not he should have been able to own a gun. He owned a gun legally, bought it from a pawn shop. Um, but he had many misdemeanors and arrests for small-time stuff uh, or smaller things. 888-528-2557. Let's lift up our, our police, our first responders, paramedics, fire department workers. Maybe you've had a good interaction. Maybe they have, uh, uh, saved your life or somebody that, you know, maybe they have, 
Uh, they are your heroes. Let's hear about it. Let's build people up today. 888-528-2557. Chris from East L.A. Hi. You know, um, the police have to deal with the very worst of our society has to deal with every single day. My son loves those cop shows, Cops on the East, all that. Mm-hmm. And all those shows are are showing how these mild-mannered, well-tempered, policemen have to deal with just the dregs. Yeah. And I want to put a spotlight on one element. They, because of that, they live a completely different life than normal people. Not just them, but their whole families become segregated to where they have to rely upon only the police community to even have a life. Because they just don't live a normal life like everyone else does. Mm -hmm. And I want to, I just want to put a spotlight on that because you know, when you choose to wear that badge and uh, stand in the way between what's good and what's bad, you pay an enormous price that oftentimes you don't really see coming. Yeah. Yep, you do. Uh, it's significant. Uh, Chris, thank you for pointing that out. And you're exactly right about that. It is a different life. Uh, I used to live across the street from a police officer who lived far away from the department where he served. And he did that because he was constantly worried about people who he had arrested who were violent criminals, in his case, who were getting out of jail and coming to hunt him down and hunt down his family. And he built uh, a wall around his house. You know how you build the fence you know, around your house? We do that in California. He had the fence all the way around his house. I thought he was going to build a moat. And whenever there was somebody getting out of prison who he put there, he would knock on all of our doors and he would just say, Hey, I need to let you know this guy has said he's coming after me and, and he probably won't, but, uh, I need to let you know. And that's the life that he and his family, his wife and his boys, they have to deal with. And you're right. You have, you know, we all kind of will end up hanging out with people who are our our own profession a little bit, but there's, it's a, it's a profession that unless you're in it or connected with it, you don't understand it fully. And this is why I think we say thank you. We don't need to understand it fully, but we do need to say thank you. And that's what we're doing today, 888-528-2557. And by the way, I'll tell you more about this later, but KKLA has an event coming up on May 12th for pastors and first responders. It's a breakfast uh, featuring Pastor Alan Jackson and a host of other people will be there for pastors and first responders. It's at the Anaheim Hyatt Regency. Go to kkla.com and find the banner for that and send it to a first responder that you know, fire department, police, sheriff, nurse, doctor, somebody who's a paramedic, and invite them to this breakfast. Go to kkla.com, find that banner. This is Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more calls. All right, everybody, welcome back to Southern California Live. We're taking some time today as we we think about the work that first responders do uh, around our country and responding to the apprehension of the subway shooter in New York. And gratefully, that was not a worse situation than it, than it was. Looks like he didn't do everything that he wanted to do. And he was obviously a troubled person. It's another story. Uh, lots of difficulty and, uh, you know, mental health. We need to do some you know, some discussion on that uh, and a lot of things playing into to that. 
But what we wanted to do in response to this is take a minute and thank law enforcement and to thank our first responders. And that's what you're calling up to do, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. There's so much negativity out there every time there's a problem and something that's done wrong or something that needs to change. We're bombarded with that. And yet thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of events and interactions happen every single day without incident. Imagine all the things that don't occur, all the violent crimes that are stopped before anything happens that you don't even hear about. All the time, all the time, this happens. In every community, this happens. And we want to say thank you, and we want to build people up. 888-528-2557 is the number. Maria from Lawndale, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Maria. Thank you for calling today. Thank you for taking my call and, and, and providing me this opportunity. Yeah. What would you like to do? Well, I just, I would love to, you know, whichever police officer that's out there in, in ears, you know, range, that I want to tell them that they are so appreciated. I think that they sacrifice their lives on a daily basis. And I just, I want to thank them and tell them that I'm so grateful for their service. Um, I have worked with, um, not worked, but in, encountered many times um, police officers, you know, like I said, just doing their work on a daily basis. And I just, I stop. I literally stop, if I can, my car, wherever I am, and I, I go to them and I tell them, you know, I want to thank you. And then I say, do you mind if I pray over you? And I've never had one police officer tell me no. And mm. I pray for them. I pray for their families. I know it's a huge sacrifice that they, they and their families do for, the, for, our, for our protection. And so I'm so grateful for Torrance Police, uh, Lawndale Police. And um, I really do believe that this show right now was, uh, you know, overdue. They, they really... Um, they deserve all of our support. They deserve um, our thanks. They, they just deserve us to really recognize and, and just thank them and, and appreciate them because they are there for us. They're yeah. there for us. There's, you know, you hear about one or two in, 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 a, in a police uh, force that may not be um, up to par with the standards of policy, that's a very small exception to the wonderful men and women that are always, you know, they, they live their oath. And I'm just so happy that I live in the United States, that, that I live in a, in a city that has great police officers, um, police, Torrance, Lawndale, even Hawthorne uh, local, of course, Redondo Beach, Manhattan, all of them. Yeah, all They're these places. Wonderful people. Yeah. Maria, All thank you. Yes. Thank you for, for lifting them up. And, you know, we need to do that. And it isn't to, to you know, say that everything is 100% right, but thousands and thousands and thousands of interactions with people every single day go well. And that really is, it's a testament to the professionalism and the hard work that goes into this calling, actually, to be a police officer. It is, it's a hard job. It's and the the things that you experience are 
not things that that the average person would ever experience, and you experience them sometimes every day. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live, and we are giving thanks today for our first responders, police officers, firefighters, doctors, nurses, people who jump into situations that are terrible like what happened in New York yesterday and uh, who are really doing a good job. We really thank you for the work that you're doing, and we want to hear uh, from you and your stories, 888-528-2557. We want to build people up and say thank you. Gratitude matters, and that is something that is a, a virtue for us Christians. We got to be, we got to say thank you to people who give up their life uh, for us in this way. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Lewis from Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you, sir. I appreciate uh, you taking my call. Yeah, what's your story, Lewis? Well, I'm a retired police officer. I did 30 oh. years, and oh, thank uh, you, you were talking about the stresses of the job. Yeah, where did and, you serve uh, for 30 years? I, I served with the uh, Glendale Police Department. All right, Glendale Police. Thank you. And and uh, I was forced to retire because of a heart issue that I never mm. knew I had, but it turns out to be it, it was the stress of the job. I, I went to work one day, and uh, you know, and, and I passed out. And uh, long story short, uh, you know, they told me I have heart issues, don't have a history of heart issues or family issues with heart issues. And they said it's the stress of the job. And, you know, a lot of people don't know the, uh, you know, how how stressful it could be. I mean, just a simple traffic stop. And uh, right. that law enforcement officers, after they retire, they, they only last five years because of the, uh, the heart issues, the stress. They don't survive. You mean they pass away? Yeah, they pass away. They don't survive. Yeah. They don't get to enjoy their retirement because, they're, right. you know, it, and these are guys that do 30, you know, plus right. years. It's just the stress of the job. It's highly, highly stressful every single day. I think right. um, people miss that. Uh, Lewis, thank you for serving us for 30 years. And uh, I hope that you're feeling better and uh, that you're able to um, you know, recover and have a good retirement. We thank you for all of your time of service and thank you for calling with that story. I, at our church, maybe two years ago, sometime shortly before the uh, pandemic, we hosted an event. It was a private event for police officers and families who've gone through trauma. There's been a shooting uh, officer down, uh, or they've been in a firefight, and they played at this uh, event um, the full unedited versions of the police cameras, you know, at these events and these firefights. It's like a war zone. In apartment complex, people shooting, and you'd see what happens when somebody gets shot and an officer going around the corner and somebody sticks a gun out and, and shoots him. And you see the camera. You see him fall, and you hear on the radio the other police saying, officer down, and they're in a situation where he's just on the ground. The camera's staring upwards, and uh, you don't know if he's alive or not, and the other officers can't tend to him right away because they're getting shot at themselves. And one story after another, one bit of testimony after another, so many people, and it was people of all races and backgrounds at this meeting, people who have sacrificed and worked together coming from every background here in Southern California, and the help that is so needed because of that. And these are the the worst cases. Uh, As Lewis just mentioned, it's stressful to pull somebody over. It's, you know, it's, you don't know what kind of interaction you're going to have with whomever it is or what they might be doing. They might have just run a red light or run a sign and done something simple, but they also might 
have something else to hide and be afraid or just be afraid and do something that they shouldn't do. Uh, so many different things that you have to consider uh, when that's there. So thank you for your call there. 888-528-2557. We're saying thank you to our first responders, police officers, fire department, nurse, doctor, whoever is a first responder. We want to take a minute today and say thank you. This is how we're responding to what happened in New York and the apprehension of the man who shot up the uh, subway and just the hard work and great work that the NYPD did along with other agencies and uh, even private citizens who responded to the uh, tip line and were able to catch this guy and the amount of work that goes into that uh, without creating another incident. Uh, it's hard to do that. And sometimes you have more incidents when this happens. It's very, very difficult. And we're grateful that it worked out better. 888 uh, Charlie from Northridge, welcome to Southern California Live. Oh. Hi, Charlie. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for calling. Thank you so much for taking my call. I, I have a little different take on this, but I really appreciate the first responders because when you have an emergency, a crisis, after praying, they're your next recourse. And so what I personally feel, like if the police department has to come to my house and the police department has to shoot somebody, I feel it's a win-win for the rest of the household. Well, We won't have to handle the repercussions of the shooting, and it's like the person was so out of control and not able, you know, we weren't able to handle it. <clears throat> that was the next thing we could do is well, call the police. And I, and I know what you mean there. Uh, thank you, Charlie, for your call. And, you know, we really don't want anybody getting shot for any reason. And, you know, when police officers do end up shooting somebody, even when it's completely clean, there's no question about it all, in everything. There was no other choice. It's super hard on them. Often they can't go back. There is – it's hard to shoot a person. You know, there's kind of an attitude uh, that sometimes we have in uh, you know, people who just buy guns. And you really have to ask the question – you know, are you really capable of shooting even an intruder to your house? And people say, oh, yeah, I can do it. And then you do it and you realize you just shot a human being. And it's very hard to live with even if it's completely justified. It's very hard. And so we really hope that that doesn't happen, but that is, that's part of it. And I think there's, there's a whole lot that goes into that that people don't understand, uh, the pressures, the stress, the fear for life. Um, and some of the people who police officers have to deal with, um, it's very, very dangerous for themselves and for people who are around. So we do, we're so grateful that people are able to take that risk. I got to take a break here and then I'll get back to your calls. The number is 888-528-2557. This hour, we're thanking first responders, police officers and fire department workers, people who are doctors, nurses, paramedics. And I want to remind you, you can go to kkla.com. There is an event coming up on May 12th right here at the Hyatt in uh, Anaheim for first responders and pastors. It's a breakfast. If you know somebody, if you yourself are a first responder, I invite you to come. I'm going to be there, kkla.com. Look for the first responders and pastors breakfast on May 12th. Go to that website now and check it out. Give it a click and forward it to somebody that you know so we can say thank you in person to those people. This is Southern California Live, the Wednesday edition. I'll be right back. Stay tuned.
Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. It's great to be with you. Scott Furrow here. Great to be with you today as we are giving thanks for our first responders on the program today. You can call and join the conversation here in the last few minutes, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-LA-TALKS. You can also send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. And we're responding to the apprehension of the suspect in the New York subway attack. And we thought, you know what, let's let's build up our first responders who so often, thousands and thousands and thousands of times every single day, respond to events that don't make the news, that don't have any difficulty, that are, get resolved. And sometimes they have tremendous difficulty and they respond well most of the time. And we want to say thank you and uh, be grateful that we have these public servants around us who, whether they know it or not, are called into this ministry. And it is. God, the, the scriptures are clear that the Bible organizes government and how that works. And uh, we need them. And we're grateful for them. 888-528-2557. Mary from Pomona, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, good afternoon. Hi, Mary. Um, hello. What's on your mind today? Say, uh, oh, yeah. Just, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say uh, thank you to all the first responders. Um, you know, they they all are special from doctors to uh, paramedics to police officers. Um, police officers hold a really special place in my heart. I had a sister. Um, she actually passed away from uh, COVID last year in January. And... Um, you know, I just want to say thank you because they sacrificed so much. Um, they put their lives out there on the line, not knowing what they're walking into. And they have families, you know, and I just remember all the days and nights that um, she sacrificed. Yeah, and a lot. And I'm sorry uh, about the loss there, but uh, um, hey, thank you for saying that. Thank you for calling up and, and sharing that with us. Um we have a few minutes left if you want to call and just share your thoughts and say thank you to our first responders, 888-528-2557. You know, the last couple of years has been hard on all kinds of first responders, doctors and nurses, uh, what they've had to deal with, with the, the COVID and the extra with all of that. Um, you know, I know I know somebody who is has been basically in a spacesuit for two years dealing with COVID patients and has had to watch many people die and has had to deal with concerns for herself and uh, her friends and family. And uh, we're grateful that people still got up and went to work and did all of that. There are instructions for what happens in a natural disaster. What would happen if there was a big earthquake or terrorist attack in California, in Los Angeles? You know that first responders are given instructions on how to respond, uh, not leave town. You go toward the danger. Uh, you listen to the commanders and stuff, but you do it, and and you get prepared for that. There is a calling that many of us have uh, in different situations. Some people have it in the military. Some people have it in uh, to be a police officer or to be a firefighter, to be a paramedic, to be in other law enforcement agencies, and a lot of it is is it just goes unnoticed. 
but it is notice. And I want you to know if you're listening and you are part of a law enforcement family, firefighter, first responder family, if that's you yourself, you know, you notice. And I want to encourage you to just say thank you, to take some time and pray about the situations that are there. This is a super hard time. Everybody's kind of crazy. We have had just an awful lot of uh, of media and anger and, and chanting against um, people, and a lot of it's organizational, but you feel it. You feel it the same. There is a lot of tension that's not in the news right now about the vaccine mandates for uh, officers and for firefighters, for first responders. Uh, I'm talking with somebody who maybe will bring on the show who is about to give up her career because she won't get a fourth booster. Um, and you go, you know, at some point, you know, we're, we're short on people. Sometimes we don't have enough. Uh, Los Angeles Police Department, last I saw, are not recruiting people as fast as they're losing people. And that's going to have an impact. That's going to have an impact on how fast people arrive when you call 911. It's going to have an impact on how things might get prioritized. All of those things, they're, they're, not, they're not benign. They matter. And as a society, we've got to think. We have to have some wisdom. And we need to be grateful and I think that's something that just gets missing. You know, gratefulness is completing kind of a contract. You ever hear somebody say, well, I owe you a debt of gratitude. The reason you say debt of gratitude is because it's owed. Uh, it's because it completes the, the transaction. It's why we teach our kids to say thank you. It matters. It's why we have words like thank you, you're welcome. It's why you send out a thank you note. You take the time to say thank you because when you don't, it's like there is something in the transaction that hasn't been completed. It's why we say thank you to God. Why do we praise him? Why do we thank him? It's because we have a debt of gratitude for the salvation that we have through Christ. We owe people our thanks when they step out and they serve us. And under great, great pressure and in very difficult circumstance, and most of the time, not a lot of money. And, you know, most of the time, it's, it is a sacrifice at every level, and to get into it more, we'll get into it some other times but on the, this program, but I think that we, we have to be thoughtful and thankful, and as believers, as Christians in our, our community, this is a role for us. This is something to realize that whether our, our first responders realize it or not, I'm serious, they're called by God into that position. It is, they are the pastors. You're getting pulled over by a pastor, you know, um, treat that person with respect. If you're innocent, then proclaim your innocence, but do it respectfully and go through the process. You might be like me when I think I'm innocent and I'm pulled over and uh, turns out I'm not. One time I was probably, you know, I wouldn't say I was not innocent, but everybody was doing what I was doing, every single person. And I turned around and there was, and every single person was still doing what I was doing. And I said, this isn't fair. You pulled me over and all these people look one after another. And he looks and he goes, you're right. Every one of them is doing it. He goes, but I pulled you over and I got a ticket. And, you know, I didn't like it, but you know what? He's the authority. He's the authority who's put there by God. It doesn't mean he's perfect. It doesn't mean that he's not a sinner, that he's not capable of bad things, but that's something else in our culture that we've lost touch with when it comes to police especially, but also teachers, also people who are in authority, that God put them there. And we need to respect authority even in times when, 
you know, we think we have a case that maybe we're right. And I had to respect him. It's like, well, I'm not going to, you know, he's right. I did it. I was guilty. And I don't think it's fair because there was an accident there. And, you know, I was driving around the accident. And he pulled me over. But that's what he said. He goes, well, I pulled you over, not them. And that's it. Uh, that's that's what you do when you're an authority. You have to make that. And we have to, you have to make that decision. We have to respect decision. We have to respect it. Can we take a minute and uh, just pray as we close out this segment of our, our program today? I want to thank you for all of your calls and I hope it was uplifting to you if you're listening and you're a, especially a police officer. Thank you for your service. I'm going to pray for you now. Um, let's pray together. If you're driving, you know, keep your eye on the road. Just listen along. God, thank you for our first responders, for the police departments in all of our cities and all of our areas, for the fire departments, for all of our people working in hospitals, people working in law enforcement agencies of all kinds. We thank you for those who are serving in the military, people who are called into situations of great danger at a moment's notice, people who are called into situations of that are very emotional, people who are called into situations of death, of injury, of harm, of, of mental illness, of homelessness, of, of distress, of people who are distraught, people who are violent, people who are hurting, wounded, so many things in the list. God, we thank you for them. We thank you, Lord, for taking care of us with them, and we lift them up today. I pray, Lord, for their families, that they would be strengthened. I pray for the safety of every one of these people. I pray that the tensions that we have in our society would diminish, that we would resolve what needs to be resolved in a positive way for everyone in our community. And God, we we pray for an end to the increase in crime. We pray that wise decisions would be made by everyone so that our cities would be safer, so that there would be less to be concerned about. We pray that this happens because of a great revival, that we turn to you, that we respect the authorities that you have placed over us. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us to live in this country where we can even have this conversation, where even accountability is is something that does happen. We thank you, Lord, for that. We pray that we do a better job in every single way where that's needed. And I thank you for every officer, every fire fighter, every paramedic, doctor and nurse who's working today and first responder. Lord, we thank you. And thank you for everybody who called in today with this. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, before we end this topic, I want to let you know that if you are a first responder or if you know somebody who is, KKLA is having an appreciation breakfast featuring uh, Alan Jackson, Pastor Alan Jackson. It is Thursday, May 12th. It is free for first responders and pastors at the Anaheim Hyatt Regency. I'm going to be there, and I look forward to seeing you there. It's at 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.30 in the morning is when you can show up, actually, 8.30. Go to kkla.com, click on the link for the appreciation breakfast, and forward that to somebody. Registration is open. You can register for that, and uh, you need to register in advance. So please take a minute and do that. If you're thinking of somebody who is a first responder, this is an opportunity for us together to get together and say thank you, and I'm looking forward to being there. Go to kkla.com and look for the Pastors and First Responders Appreciation Breakfast link. You're listening to Southern California Live. We're on live every day, every weekday from 3 to 5 right here on KKLA and on all of Southern California. I'm Scott Furrow. We'll be back for Hour 2 in just a moment. Do not go away. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.